Hello, welcome to the blogcast. I'm Guinevere Lee, and this is the blog post from my website, GuinevereLee.com, for the 26th May, 2020. The Bear Goddess, Indie Book Review. I've only just started doing these reviews regularly and have somehow already ended up reviewing another book heavily influenced by Greek mythology. This wasn't intentional, but a nice coincidence for me since I happen to love all things ancient Greece. The Bear Goddess by Kelly Heckart was a random suggestion, so I really had no idea what I was getting into when I started reading it. I've always been a big fan of diving into a book or movie with zero context. You end up reading and enjoying a lot of wild stuff you never might have given a chance. I probably would have skipped this one, but I'm glad I didn't. It was a fun and imaginative novel, and I guess there's no better segue into the review, so... The Bear Goddess, Book 1, The Arcadia Series. The Bear Goddess, the first in the Arcadia series by Kelly Heckart, is an erotic fantasy novel about the forbidden romance between a nymph and a centaur. Callisto is a nymph who has taken a vow of chastity and sets out to hunt a boar to prove herself to Artemis and become the Bear Goddess. Cassin is sort of an outcast from the centaurs because he's only half a centaur, which allows him to transform himself from centaur to human, leading to much less awkward sexual tension. <laughs> who worship Zeus. While erotic fiction is not the kind of thing I normally read, I can recognize that Heckart has a talent for it. Right from the very first chapter, it felt very sexy. I think anyone who loves fantasy and some hot romance scenes will be really into this book. The book offers more than just sex, though. There's a lot of fascinating political intrigue. The tension between the centaurs and nymphs possibly going to war is the main focus of the novel. There's also the mysterious Pan and his nefarious plan that Callisto needs to uncover. I love the centaurs in this. Heckart gives them a complete and believable social structure, and I hope future novels in the series go into more detail about them. Despite being part of a series, the book has a solid beginning, middle, and end. It sets up some mysteries I figure future novels will unravel, but also satisfies the reader's questions, so it feels as though it's a proper ending. The book isn't perfect, though. I never really got into Callisto and Cassin as romantic leads. Their characterization felt a little lacking to me. They meet and are instantly in love. Which almost turns out to be an interesting twist involving Pan, but that turns out to be a red herring, which I can't say more about without risking spoilers. And most of their scenes together just boil down to, we can't keep our hands off each other, so why bother trying? The most interesting character was Devona. She is the only character in the book who had any kind of character arc. <laughs> Callisto's and Cassin's arcs are just getting different jobs. Bear Goddess and King, respectively. Devona has a lot of inner turmoil, though, and she was the only person I had a vested interest in. So it was a little disappointing that the conclusion of her story arc was just a throwaway remark Cassin makes in the last chapter, and we don't actually get to see what happens. Overall, I recommend it. As I said before, it will appeal to anyone who loves mythology, fantasy, and some heavy petting thrown in. Same time next week? Be sure to keep checking back every Tuesday. There will be more short stories, more podcasts, and of course, more indie book reviews. And don't forget to go to Goodreads and enter the giveaway. You can win a free paperback of Picotti the Azure Fish and a digital copy of Orope the White Snake. Do you have suggestions for writer challenges or indie books you'd like to see reviewed? 
You can leave a comment here or catch me on Facebook at Guinevere Lee, Instagram at Guinevere underscore Lee, or Twitter at Guinevere Lee. Until next week, stay healthy, everyone. Hikari, the Azura Fish, is the thrilling sequel to Orope, the White Snake. Orope introduced historical fiction fans to a unique fantasy world inspired by Bronze Age history and mythology. Pekari takes them further, going to new kingdoms and introducing new characters. The gods are still angry, but the whispers of the gods are closer than ever to saving the world from a terrible flood. Kareth is still working for the powerful Imota. Kareth hopes Imota will help him deliver his message to the ruler of Mahat. But everything changes when the sorcerer Dedelian takes an interest in him. After the winter snows have melted, Tersh decides to head into the mountain kingdom of Matawe to reach the city of Mesite. Lost in this strange land, she must rely on the help of Tuthalia, a soldier with an unknown past who plans to return home and start a family. Shadi's journey seems doomed by the death of their leader, but the hunter K-Set promises to lead them through the jungle. There are sinister things in the jungle, though, and their journey is beset by disease and attacks from wild animals. Samaki sails east, a last attempt to make a good trade that will save his livelihood. The Middle Sea has changed since Samaki last sailed, though, and the waters are rife with the ruthless sea people. Continue this wonderful journey with Guinevere Lee as she takes you through the fantasy world of Picari, the Azure Fish, the sequel to Orope, the White Snake. Ebook out now, paperback coming the 7th of July. You can buy it or pre-order it on Amazon, Chapters Indigo, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. For more information, please go to the website guineverelee.com.